Hi, good evening. My name is Jay Rothman. I am the host of the show. Welcome to Real Man, Real Talk Live. Welcome back to the studio again. My name is Jay. I'm the host of the show. I am excited to introduce my co-host this evening coming in from Southern California, Mr. Josh Richard. We have Jeff Asano, calls Nashville, Tennessee home. Welcome to tonight's show. And of course, we have the man of the land from down under. He calls Australia home. His name is Evis Love Heath. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be on board tonight again. Uh, as we uh, get ready to kick off tonight's show, I want to just take a moment here to welcome our viewers and listeners that are joining us live streaming, coming in from Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Welcome to tonight's show. If you should hear something that you uh, enjoy, that you like or love, tap your love button on your monitor and light us up. If you have any questions or comments, we'll do our best to acknowledge as many as we can. Uh, we invite you to drop any comments or epiphanies or moments of clarity that you may experience in tonight's episode. Number 96, we are four away from uh, hitting our 100th uh, episode. We are excited to, uh, to celebrate that moment with you. We don't know what that's going to look like because that's in the future. And we do our best to stay right here, right now, present in this moment. I believe today may be, in fact, the 10th of March, at least in the U.S. of A. I think, Evis, for you, it's one day ahead, so you already can give us kind of insight as to what we're going to experience tomorrow in the universe. <laughs> do my best, brothers. I'll do my best. All right. Well, tonight's episode is, in fact, uh, 96, and tonight's episode is all about from pain to love. And uh, Josh, since you're sitting uh, in, the, in the upper screen with me, I would like to invite you to uh, kick us off, open us up, and heat us up, and break down what does this topic for you mean this evening as we get ready to deep dive into another hot show. Man, well, um, thank you. Thank you, as always, for the beautiful space um, that we create here for each other and for our viewers. And um, I'll be honest, I, did, I really didn't want to be here tonight. Um, and that's a first for me. Um, I've been grappling with, uh, depression this week and the darkness that comes, uh, seems to be on some cycles for me. And, uh, I wanted to speak about it and because I'm kind of doing something different this week with it. Um, and you know, first, um, I think, I think I want to sp speak to you really quick how it's, this is hard <laughs> to do what we do and pour our guts out on the show and um, and sometimes tell things that we've never spoken out loud into the world uh, and we're telling it to the whole world. Uh, people go lifetimes without saying some of the things that we've said to themselves or their partners. And uh, so I want to honor this space, this safe space that um, the four of us have created together because this is unique. And on days like today, it's really hard. Um, because um, uh, we've committed to showing up real, uh, very real and brutally honest with all of you guys. And so um, me navigating my pain this week, um, I've just really been thinking about all the things that we do to not feel this way. Uh, in our past. And that includes, uh, you know, all of the numbing devices, drinking, shopping, sex, food, alcohol, drugs, um, all of it. And, but what I really started thinking about this week and also inspired by a, a friend of mine was, um, what does the pain have to say? 
And in the past, I've done everything to make it go away, uh, which generally includes being pretty uncompassionate uh, for my my hurting situation and generally has meant that I've tried to will my way out of it, um, prop myself up, uh, everything from affirmations to, you know, um, yeah, just changing the state. We, of course, it's uncomfortable. We want it to go away. But what if um, there was something in there? What if that little hurting part of me um, had something to tell me? And I have, have never given it a voice. I've shamed it. I've pushed it down. I've tried to change it. I've tried to alter my state every time I'm in this place because it, of course, doesn't feel good. But what if for the first time we can listen to it and we can honor it and give that hurting little part of us value? Isn't that pain to love? Learning to love these parts of ourselves that don't feel good all the time. And this show isn't about me and I didn't want to make it about me. It's about all of us. Um, we all get in these states from time to time, and that's okay too. And we did a show on, um, you know, sort of getting ourselves out of these state. But I think what I'm really curious and what I would love to hear and open up the discussion tonight with you guys is about um, loving this little hurt thing inside of me and how do we give it a voice and how do we listen to it maybe for the first time ever? Mm. So welcome from pain to love. Mm. And yeah, I really don't feel, I really don't feel great right now mm. to be brutally honest. Mm. So welcome to real man, real talk live everyone. Mm. That's why we do this show. Because as, as much as people tune into so-called podcast podcasters or so-called experts in the field of life or mental health, there are no experts. We're all having the same experiences in life. The ebbs and flows, high seasons, low seasons, well, what happens is you, as you share, Josh, is a lot of us run and hide. That's our ego's best solution in a moment. We want to numb out. We want to do anything to not feel whatever pain we're, we're in the throes of. It took courage for you to show up tonight. I want to take a moment to thank you. I want to take a moment to honor you. I feel your pain. I have felt your pain since you shared and disclosed it in, in our meeting yesterday. And to be honest, I've been off all day. This is how it works. You know, it's, we can all run and we can hide and we can deny. But until we are willing to show up as you did tonight and push through all the, the noise up here that, that told you this was not where you want to be or should be. Mm. We have the opportunity to just be and embrace the pain and know that eventually, like a storm, the ominous clouds, the darkness will shift, it'll dissolve, and the sun will come out. And so thank you, Josh, for sharing your truth tonight. That's why we do the show. Real Men, Real Talk Live is not a show about showing up and looking handsome or showing up and having every freaking hair in place or showing up with hair and makeup done. This isn't what we do. We're here to hold each other. We're here to 
honor each other. We're here to celebrate. And we're also here to speak our truths, even when there's pain associated with it. I love you, Josh Richard. I love you, mm. Jay. Mm. I want to invite uh, Ev. To say what's on your mind. What do you make of uh, what's going on and what Josh has shared tonight? And like Josh, it doesn't want to make this. This isn't the Josh show. This is this is about all of us. This this is about the ebbs and flows. We've all been there. We all will go through these moments. What words of mm. wisdom do you have to share from your own experience of having navigated through these these dark moments, these dark nights of the soul that some of us refer to it in the spiritual community? Mm. Yeah, I just want to honor you too, my brother. Thanks for showing up as you always do, but um, particularly for that beautiful intro, my man. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, I really feel you, man. Even though I'm on the other side of the pond here, I can really feel you from across the screen and I actually feel a little bit jittery. So, um, you know, it sort of brings me back to what you're really leaning into and you know, do we have to fix something in these moments when we're going through these sufferings or these pains that we're talking about here tonight? And as we've all, you know, discussed on this show before, up until this point, brothers and sisters, we've all been really told to uh, either shut up, be quiet, put that pain aside, move on, harden up, be tough, stop crying, all of the above which we've all downloaded. So we've really bottled a lot of this pain, this suffering up for a long, long time. And you shared a couple of times for your beautiful opener, talking about the inner voice. My thing is for me, when I started to really sit with myself in mindfulness practices, in my deep inner journey, my Dedidi, my meditation, and going into solitude, I asked myself where that voice was coming from. And a lot of the time it was coming from the wounded child. It was coming from the young man, the young fella. And um, that young boy that was never shown how to really process those emotions or, you know, be vulnerable to show those emotions. Because I was always told if I don't shut up, then I'd really get something to cry about. Hmm. So some of these things, when they started to come up for me, and believe me, they still do, like Jay, you've said there tonight, they're going to come in and out, my brothers and sisters. But what we're talking about here tonight, which I'm picking up straight away, is how do we sit in these emotions? How do we sit in this pain? Do we have to fix it all the time? Mm -mm. Can we just sit within it and by actually processing it, we're actually just being with it. Is that a part of the solution? So look, on my journey, after I sat with that voice, and I really did come from the young boy who was told to shut up from some of those emotions, it really done a big hit into my self-worth and my value within my life. And until I really started to be able to understand some of those emotions and where they initially came from, I was blocked in so many areas within my life. I was actually embarrassed to turn to people for help because I was told mm -hmm. to harden up, toughen up. It's not what men do. But in yeah. that space that I offered myself, I found something quite beautiful. It was called self-compassion. And in that space of self-compassion, I started just to really feel through how I would show that support, that love, that care for someone else if I didn't know how to do it for myself. And from that, I started to become aware of how I could now offer some of that self-compass to myself. So, you know, I know we're going to talk about some of these deeper things here tonight. And, you know, I really feel in it at the moment as well, my brother. But that's really one thing that comes up for me in this space. 
How do we share self-compassion? How do we bring this love down to some of this pain, some of this suffering that we've been going through within our, whether it's childhood, teenagehood, adulthood, or is it something that we just really embrace and embody throughout our life as a tool? So, yeah, man, what, what are you feeling through this, Jeff? Hmm. First thing that comes to me is when we, um, when feelings come up and we start to go into this place, so we, we have these moments in time, the first thing we want to do is get rid of it. Yeah. We want to, we want to stop it. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to be in it. And we go to our minds and we start trying to figure out all the ways that we could stop this or get rid of it. And we all have our tricks, as Jay would say, our tricks, tools, and, and stuff. We, we all have, put it this way, we all have our tools to move through things in a healthy fashion. But we also have our tricks and tools to try to get rid of things. Our old behaviors of when we um, start to move through these periods of the shadow, and the feelings come up, more than likely feelings that we've repressed and suppressed for a long time. We all have our little tricks on how to avoid them, on how to suppress them, and we want to get rid of them. Simply because the feelings that have come up, we don't really want to feel them. But as I was saying to Josh um, earlier in the week, the more we do this work, folks, if you're really on this path of, of self-mastery and moving on this inner journey, we can't avoid this anymore. Mm -hmm. These are, as, as Ev said last week on our show, a rite of passage. If we are really truly doing this work of self-mastery and going through this, Moving through these shadow periods is a rite of passage to raise our consciousness and awareness to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So to move through these shadow periods, we've probably moved them, depending on how intense they are, or how deep they are, we've all had our little tricks and tools to avoid it, to get rid of it, to suppress it to repress it. We're now in a place that it's really important when we get in these places to now take out our tools that will allow us to move through this in a healthy fashion by breathing, by, by being in it the best way we can. And, and as Ev just said, be compassionate with ourselves, but really begin to use the tools that we've been given to be in these periods of acceptance, of moving through, because more than likely what is coming up are feelings and emotions that we have suppressed, repressed, and avoided using those old tricks of wanting to get rid of it. I don't want to be here, so i got to get rid of this somehow. We can't do that anymore, folks. If we're really authentic, about moving through this, uh, on this road of self-mastery, there are these periods of times that are, are perfect for us. So we can have those feelings come up, those emotions come up, and learn self-compassion to a greater degree so we can now be in it but move through it. And mm -hmm. then all of those suppressed and repressed feelings have been released. And a tool that we could use when we're in these places, because we'll forget, is the breath. Learning how to breathe effectively so it moves our energy when we're in these places so we're not stuck. And then be conscious when we're going into our mind trying to find those tricks. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, brother. Beautifully said, man. You know, you, you talk about yeah. the mind and I think so much of it, you know, we, we do. We get caught up in this headspace 
And, you know, one big thing that I think we're all starting to learn and even just what I've just quickly saw out there uh, within our brothers and sisters in the comments, we're really starting to see this intercoherence between the heart and the mind. Mm. So how do we allow ourselves to come down to that heart space to maybe bring some love down to those places within those lower realms of what we you know, need to process or what we can really heal. Mm-hmm. So f- for me, you know, practicing this self-compassion like I, I did, the first thing for me was really trying to let go of some of the self-judgment that came out of it. And where the self-judgment came out of it, it was because at the time when I was going through these real deep depressive states, I didn't have any solutions. Yeah. So straight away, I turned on myself with self-judgment. And if I didn't have the solution outside of myself, I was sort of caught in between two worlds. And that's where I think many of us can fall into the you know trap, if you want to mm-hmm. say, of dwelling in some of these emotions and not being able to come out of them. So for me, just being aware of what emotions you're really feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to really list down journaling, as we've always Mm -hmm. talked about. I do a two and two to three and three method for clients. I get them to write down what they're feeling, their Mm -hmm. mood, their thoughts, three times every three hours per day. Mm -hmm. And particularly when you start going through this inner work and this self-mastery, It's so vital that you start doing that for yourself. Otherwise, some of these hormones can really flood out your body and then, you know, your body goes into that traumatic state. Mm -hmm. So we're reconnecting not only that mind-heart coherence, but we're reconnecting back to the body as well, my brothers and sisters. Yep. Yep. So so being able to learn those emotions and then that will allow you to start transforming some of the self-talk, some of the thoughts that go on within the mind. Mm-hmm. Identifying, identifying Ev, th- those feelings that are that are coming up. It's really important to identify it. It's what Ev's talking about. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry. Really begin to identify the feelings that are coming up because then you're allowing them to come up. You're not, you're saying, I'm feeling very sad right now. And then with some self-compassion, allow yourself to feel sad. Allow yourself to feel whatever is coming up. But it's so important to identify those feelings. And that's a great exercise that you're giving to your clients of, because we're feeling 24, 7, 365. We want to avoid the feelings we don't, like and we want the ones that we love to be there all the time and that is impossible i want to take a moment here well i tell you josh i'm i'm just sitting here in in reflection one is um both ev and, and jeff have really dropped a lot of a lot of tips tricks and tools um already. What I do want to share with you that, you know, Jeff, you mentioned reach for the, you have two choices. We always have two choices. We could reach for the dark or the light. And when we're in the dark. It's, we tend to gravitate to old cycles, old patterns of the best strategies that we may have used in our younger years when we didn't know what we didn't know. You know, for me, that was distractions of work more, you know, buy a second pack of smokes. All right, go shopping. I could go on with all my addictive behaviors. But when I started on my, my rebirthing, my healing journey, there were many days where I was in pain. There was the emotional, there was the physical, and the mental pain. And what I 
what I knew was that I didn't have a toolbox, as they say. I didn't have any healthy tools. I, I had to start from ground zero. I didn't know what I liked. Mm. I could tell you what I didn't like pretty easily. So I had to begin to be willing to explore. And through the process, I was able to develop some tools that, that Jeff alluded to. Tools for me that I had, if I may say it, I had abandoned as an adult, mm. as a grown-up adult. But there was nothing grown up about me. I was running and hiding. I was retreating. I'd go into isolation. That's what we do. Many of us do that. That's our, that's our best way to not feel or face the pain. But I will share with you that I learned a few things along my, my path my journey, my road to coming home. One was is that I began to trust the process. The process knowing that if I showed up just for today, in this moment, I'm not going to project out two days from now or a week from now or even go there or contemplate how am I going to feel then. No matter what I was facing, no matter what I was physically or emotionally feeling in a moment, I made a commitment to myself each day that I was going to show up for me. And that meant some form of not retreating in isolation, but some form of connecting with myself, connecting with that little boy inside that I, I had abandoned in my late teens to early adulthood. So for me, part of understanding what I needed was to kind of ask myself, like ask that little boy, okay, little, little JJ, a little Joshy, like what, what can we do today to, to bring you some, some relief, mm. some sense of calm mm. that everything's going to be okay. And I'll tell you what, I shared this this morning on a, on a coaching call. I found myself at the beach quite often. Like for me, it was every day. It, was, it wasn't a long ride, 15 minutes and I was there. Only because of traffic in California, I was four miles from the ocean. But I looked forward to knowing that I never knew when I showed up what I was going to see in the ocean or the sea. I didn't know if... Mm if it was going to be calm, like, like glass, if there were just going to be little ripples, or if there was going to be a storm brewing. And I used that as a metaphor for my healing journey. And mm. what brought me the greatest joy was when I witnessed a dolphin or a sea otter or a seal, and especially when these, I don't recall what dolphins are called when they're, when they're babies, when they're new, when they're first birth. But on occasion, at least once a week, I'd see them jumping out of the water and playing and playful. And that helped me come back to me. That helped me. I gave that little boy inside permission to just be. But through witnessing and just in awe, seeing how playful they were, before life got complicated or gets complicated for them in the ocean, mm -hmm. in the sea. Mm -hmm. It brought me joy in that moment. Mm -hmm. That's just one way. Today, it's, it's sometimes it's just seeing a, a hummingbird or a butterfly. It's just getting out of, doing everything I can do to get out of my head. And the more I'm in my home, I'm in my, I'm in my head, I need to get out of the home to come home. Hmm. I learned how to write. I learned how to journal. I gave myself permission to cry. I gave myself permission to learn who's trustworthy in my life. 
and who I can express and share what I'm feeling in that moment. Another factor was nutrition. I found that when I was consciously aware that I wasn't drinking the minimum amount of water, I would do my best to catch up for the day. And what I was putting in my gut, the direct connection between the gut and the brain through the vagus nerve is critical. My old style was I'd go to comfort food. I'd gravitate towards a toxic fast food because I was in that industry and I got hooked. But I knew that if I wanted to begin to feel better, what can I do to help raise my own vibration? And one of them was making healthier choices with food and making sure I was drinking less caffeine and more water or herbal teas. Nutrition is a huge tool to help raise our vibration from the darkest, deepest thoughts. Mm. So those are just some of the things that I reach for. But, but I will say, I'm going to repeat this. No matter how I felt, I pushed myself to get out. Whether it was for 30 minutes, an hour, or three. Consistently. Mm-hmm. But one day at a time, just for today. Because I knew that when I started to experience some sense of release, some sense of calm, like helping myself come out of that choppy sea. Not all of us are strong swimmers. We don't have to be strong swimmers. We just have to have the courage to show up for that little boy inside and listen to him and give him permission to share what he's scared of or what he's fearful of or what he's, the pain he's in feeling. And then not dismiss him the way we were dismissed as little boys, perhaps, mm. by our, mm. our parents. But provide mm. to him the love, the nurturing, the nourishing. And let him know that you see him and be here with him. So he knows he's safe. Hmm. You know, Jay. Um, wow, uh, a whole bunch of things there, and you you hit on it because I think what everything that you were just saying was all, was all about nurturing ourselves first when we go into these places and and they are just a a natural thing we get into these places of the shadow let's just for for all intents and purposes we're moving through a shadow period i really feel for me at least I, i i immediately go into my mind and try to figure out why what did i do what's going on give me all the answers and i want to move out of this the key to all of this is to nurture first and then teach second or nurture first and then all of the answers will come as we move through the journey of the shadow and that's what jay was just saying it's a challenge it's a challenge for me i've had to learn how to nurture myself because it was always about Oh, get out of that place. It's, you know, come on, come on, perk up, perk up. Um, so it's really about nurturing ourselves where we are in that moment or in these moments and then using those tools. But Jay also hit on something that was real important. He found a way in these moments to get himself, not out of it, but to to get himself out of the place of either sinking deep into it or indulging into it. And then you just sit there and it's it's not even healthy doing that. So finding those moments to go out or do whatever it is, go to the ocean, go out into nature, Just get yourself out of that moment because it's not about getting rid of it. Because what Jay was talking about, folks, is doing 
healthy things when you're in the shadow. You're not going to McDonald's. You're not going to bring up your old tricks of avoiding it. If you if the guys will run to the bar and start doing shots or you will just binge on TV. Um, the thing about what Jay's talking about is that when we're in these in these states, in these states, we're just a period of time. We're not always going to be there. It will pass. But it's always about nurturing and doing healthy things for ourselves. And the healthy things are going to nurture ourselves through this shadow. It's not going to suppress it. It's not going to, we're not going to get rid of it. We're just nurturing ourselves through it to be in it. But all of what Jay talked about are all of these wonderful, healthy tools that we can use when we're in the shadow, but allowing ourselves to be there and nurture right. ourselves. And, and Jeff, I couldn't have said that better myself. Thank you so much for uh, piggybacking me. That's a little bit of my wit there. Uh, we got to lighten it up once in a while on Real Men, Real Talk Live. Um, Josh, as we continue to hold space with you and for you, Evis, you touched on something a little earlier, and I want to bring it, I want to bring it back and have you deep dive a little bit into it. You touched on, you know, uh, Josh, you're you're a mind guy. You wrote a book. You did a lot of research on the brain. What role do the chemicals, the hormones that get released from our brain? What role do they play when we are feeling or in, in a low, in a low vibration, dark night of the soul, feeling depressed, skidding. What role does it play for those that may not be familiar with the power of the hormones that get released from our thoughts? And knowing what that role is, uh, the second question is, is how can we, for all intents and purposes, learn how to manipulate the brain, so we could manifest a different result. Mm. I would love to hear what you've got to say about this, Mr. Richard, first. Do you mind? <laughs> Not at all, no. Um, I've been navigating that this week as well. It's um, because I do, I am keenly aware of uh, the power of our thoughts and the emotions that those thoughts create and then uh, the chemicals that are released in the body. So yeah, when, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> when early on in the week, all I wanted this to do was go away. <clears throat> um, I was shaming and, and not happy in the state that I was in and trying to change it. And there in all of those pressures on myself, um, there's no love. There's no compassion like you guys have all been beautifully talking about. And that pressure becomes an additional negative. So you're compounding. I'm compounding by putting all that pressure on myself to feel better, go out into the world, just push through this, just fight it, white knuckle it. Uh, n all the exact opposite of leaning in. Uh, to it in that loving, compassionate way. So yes, uh, our thoughts, so all, all of those thoughts of wanting to get out of this and pushing myself harder and not having compassion is doing the exact opposite of what we it. need in the moment. Yeah. You nailed it right there. Yep. When we, this, is uh, not, this is not the time to put pressure on yourself. This is the time to... Just lean into what it is you're feeling and honor it. But at the same time, that, that, that does not, it's not putting pressure on yourself old school way. <clears throat> it's inviting healthy choices into the mix to help raise and help break through that moment. Jeff, you were going to say? I, what I was going to say is that when we're in the, the, the pain, the pain occurs when we're resisting what's happening. Hmm. When we're fighting ourselves, when we're resisting it, 
what happens is in these situations, and this is what I do, it's, is there's a fight that goes on inside of us, inside of me. Um, and then my mind gets in the way and then I go into the past and I, when I should be past this. And then uh, if I start to resist it and fight it and want to get rid of it, the pain increases. And when we're in these places, if we're, if I'm, but what we're really doing is fi- we're just fighting ourselves. It's an inner fight that's going on of, of ourselves as opposed to being with what, exactly what's going on. Because really, on the other side of this, there is always a gift and a lesson as we move to the light through this. It comes. But it's not about what's the gift and the lesson right now. And we don't know that. And we're trying to find it. And the reason why we're trying to find the gift and the lesson in the moment is because we want to get rid of it. The gift and the lesson will definitely come. But we've got to be in this for whatever that gift and the lesson is. Does that make, does that make sense? Yes. We have to be in this moment for whatever that gift and the lesson is going to be when we move through the doorway into the light. You, you nailed my exact process this week. Cause this is probably the first time I've ever sat with a big depression like this. And of course the beginning of the week was make it go away. I don't want this. And then the messages that came through were Josh, you need to sit with this and listen. And then, so me being so mission driven, uh, <laughs> And always wanting the solution and the nugget and the wisdom and the growth. I went immediately then to, okay, cool. How do I listen? Let's listen. And I got really intent about it. And that's not it either. <laughs> mm. That me wanting to intently hear was also me wanting it to just go away. <laughs> and so, yes, you bring up a great thing, Jeff, that... Um, mm. And that's where I've now in the later part of this week have just decided to be present with it. Mm. And that's, there's no doing. Mm. There's just being. I love that brother. Yeah, Love that. And I just want to take it back to what Jay was saying to about some of these, these stress hormones, because I think it's really vital and important that we all have a bit of understanding behind it particularly when we're talking about these adrenal glands, if, if they're fired up, man, and you're you know, letting out some of this cortisol, you're running on adrenaline from your work days, you know, from trying to do, 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 like Josh is saying there, then over time, my brothers and sisters, your body is simply just going to be paralyzed. It'll just get into these states where it doesn't want to move. And I love looking at the metaphor. You see some of these animals in nature, you see them on these um, particular fights if they're trying to run away from something in that flight or fight and survival mode, they get to a point where they just give up. It's just like they just succumb to a defeat, if you want to put it down to that, where they just become paralyzed and they have no movement at all. So if we can be aware, are we running on cortisol? Have we been on high time flight with adrenaline? How can we flip the script with some of these more higher vibratory sort of hormones like oxytocin? How can we reframe it? We're going to start thinking about the thought process, brothers and sisters, that create some of these emotions to set off some of these particular hormones within the body. But key for me, and I'll take it back to what also you said, Jay, is the environment you put yourself in. It's number one, brothers and sisters. So if we lock ourselves up in these four walls and we're just stuck in that paralyzed state, we just can't move from some of this depression anymore, that's when we're in trouble. Mm -hmm. So really being aware, like our brother said, first step, brothers and sisters, step outside in nature. I don't know how many times we have to keep saying it. I know you brothers and sisters over there coming off the back end of winter, but it still doesn't hurt just to get a bit of that fresh air. Go back even, to if the it's, even if it's just a walk in a neighborhood, you know, you don't, 
if you don't have access to uh, to the extreme, like the ocean or the mountains, um, just just getting out for a walk, I I found it very very helpful. You know the other mm. the other component to this, Evan. Thank you for sharing. I was very aware once I learned about the different hormones that are released from the brain, and that we can we can help assist shifting what we're flooding our body with. I remember uh, relatively early on, um, somebody said to me, how much are you smiling? And I thought about hmm. that. And I realized that when I, because when I was doing my spiritual practice along the ocean, my first three years of my rebirthing process, I, I would greet Everybody that I, when I was running my beach cruise, I would, I would acknowledge each person as I rode by them. But I thought about it and I realized I wasn't greeting them with a smile. And so hmm. a couple of days after that question was asked of me, I decided to do a little Josh Richard experiment. And every person that I greeted as I rode by, I forced a smile on my face. And I was shocked by what happened. I got the gift. Mm. I connected mm. with strangers in a way that it up-leveled that experience. It wasn't just saying, hello, how you doing? It was a smile with it. And I found that more than 50% of those people that I passed lit up and they smiled back at me. Mm. And it didn't take me more than one morning or two at most to see how my body physically was reacting to this engagement. You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be at the beach. It could just be going to the farmer's market. It could just be it could be going just anywhere outside of the isolation of what we call mm -hmm. our home. That when we're, when we are open to engage, especially coming out of this, this moment in time with face masks, that's been a global requirement for most, most of the world. Now is a time to show who we are, to reintroduce ourselves to ourselves to us, to people that we meet. Mm -hmm. And the other, the other part of this that I really learned a lot about to help me get through the darkest moments, and believe me, there were many dark moments the first two years, was like, if you recall when you were a kid, Josh, or Jeff, or Ev, and you were sad or you were crying, one of, one of the responsibilities of, of a parent is to identify, is to ask us, was to ask us, why are you sad? Why are you crying? When we could speak up until that moment, they had to determine for us what they thought it was that, that had us screaming or crying, hurting in pain. Was it a wet diaper? Was it an ear infection? Were we hungry? Were we just tired? Were, were we frightened because we needed a hug or a, a connection? an emotional connection with somebody else. And so what I started to do is ask that little boy inside, like my firstborn, what do you need from me today? What do you need from mm -hmm. me today? Mm -hmm. And most days he let me know. And then I, I honored that. You've heard me share that story about hiking down from the highest peak in North Scottsdale at this mountain range. And that little boy said to me, I'm bored. He started to have a temper tantrum. You have heard the story, I believe. Not all of our viewers have, so I'll repeat it real quickly. And I said, what do you need from me right now, JJ? And he said to me, I don't want to walk down this mountain today. I want to skip. And at first I resisted. Ego definitely resisted. And then I was like, he goes, no, really, I, 
I want to skip. And I said, the whole way down, we had about 1,200 <laughs> elevation climb to go down. And he said, yes, and we skipped. And it was interesting because what I found was I looked at every person that I could make eye contact with. Some adults, and I was smiling the whole way. Some adults acknowledged <laughs> me and smiled. Many turned the other way. But the greatest gift I got was the children. They all smiled at me. They saw me. They mm. understood me in that moment. I came home. I was so excited. I shared with Mary at that moment. I was like, you're not going to believe what happened for me today. The next day, I go back to the same mountain. And I'm deep into the trail. And this woman comes flying by me. And I took a double a double look, a double glance. I couldn't believe what I saw. <laughs> she wasn't younger. She wasn't a child. She was at least my age, maybe a few years my senior. She was skipping. Wow. There are so many stories that I could share, and I'll save them. But the gift that I get when I'm willing to Ask me what I need and then show up even when I don't want to, even when I want to make a different choice because that's my old pattern. Nobody can, nobody could bring us out. It's an inside, it's, it's us, but I, I, I know it works, what we're talking about tonight. I just had to be willing to trust and understand that sometimes it wasn't a couple of days. It was a couple of weeks, but I trusted and I knew because I had faith in that moment that I was going to be okay. And that I was not going to go back to my old choices because that would hurt little JJ. That would hurt me, mind, body, and soul. Josh, this is for you, brother. Right here, I'm giving you a virtual mm. <clears throat> Thanks, guys. Mm. Beautiful awarenesses and beautiful... You guys are all incredible men. Seriously. You Thank know you why? You know why, Josh? Because we're just all speaking from experience. The, yep. the key in this is to know you're not alone. You're never alone. Though we go into that isolation place and we think we are. But mm -hmm. one of the most important things that we could do when we go through these is to reach out to someone. Really reach out to someone who has experienced it, who's not going to make it about them, who's not going to tell you what to do, but are going to nurture mm -hmm. you through it by, as Jay just said, the first question to always ask folks, if you're in a position when someone comes to you and they're in that, that place, that shadow, is not about giving them, it's not about teaching them what to do and giving them tools. It's about nurturing them first and by simply asking, so what do you need right now from me? Because basically what you're speaking to is that wounded child that never even had that chance, that mom or dad didn't even know how to deal to do that. So what Jay just said is, is we could do that for ourselves first. But if we do get into that place where it gets where we start to feel overwhelmed with it, or we feel ourselves slipping into it and indulging, please just open up, get on the phone, talk to somebody, but someone who is going to assist you nurturing through it by asking you, what do I need? What do you need? What do you need in this moment? What do you need from me in this moment? That begins the nurturing process. It's the first question to ask your wounded child. And then also 
when you're in it, when, when you're in it with someone else asking that question, nurture first, nurture first. Mm. Beautiful. I want to take a moment here just to, just to kind of lighten it up. If that's possible, uh, I'm going to bring in uh, Evis's mini-me for a moment here. <laughs> There's power in what you say. There's power in what you say. Say it with me. I got money in the bank, but you think but you got. I'm loving all this energy. I'm clearing bitches out. I ain't stressing me. Listen, what ain't serving me will go. I'm rocking with my higher self. I'll never be alone. I got money. <laughs> All right, Ed, Ed, can you break that one down? What, what, what is uh, I, I, I think the sister Sh Sherry's out there tonight. Hey, sister, she's just uh, pretty much giving it a, a really good uh, breakdown. There, Th these are affirmations, brothers and sisters. That's what that track's all about: is being able to really uh, create that you know more positive talk within that inner mind and that inner chatter. So there, there is power in what you say, as it says in that particular clip. And I think, you know, if we start to at least become aware of some of that mind chatter and some of those words, ask ourselves where they're coming from and be able to reframe it with some of these positive uh, affirmations or self-talk, as we say, uh, in the spiritual awareness community, then at least that's a start for ourselves. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been a beautiful show tonight. And thanks for showing that, Jay, putting me on the spot again. Mm. Of course. <laughs> you know what? Uh, do it well. Well, you know, now that you're on a roll, I'm just going to pull in one more, which is part two of the first one that you just did. Oh, create my own reality. I admit what I desire. I maintain. Got to keep a full focus on the vision in the brain. And I'm clearing up my aura as I'm walking in the rain. Everything is rigged in my favor. Careful what you claim. I got money. Mm. <laughs> Again, we we got to be careful what we're focusing on, you know. I think where we pay our attention and where that focus goes, energy flows, brothers and sisters. So on that note, mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you, Ab. Hey, Josh, I want to ask you uh, as we uh, approach the hour. Uh, I think it's time to put a pretty bow in the show, if I may. Uh, are you? Uh, would you like to close us out with some closing, uh, whatever's on your heart, uh, not in your head? I care less about what's in your head. I right now, I'd like to hear what's in your heart in this moment. Mm. Are you up to it? Yeah. Um, I think I want to invite everybody to close your eyes with me. Take a deep breath in and out. We feel you, we see you, we hear you out there. Make sure to lean into love and compassion for yourself first. Like the boys have said, that's going to be your guide. That's going to be your breadcrumbs to healing that's going to be your path and know that we're right here showing up in life as dirty, sticky, messy bumpy awkward painful and joyous as it is we're all doing this together Feel our love, feel the space that we hold here for you in the show. Just as the guys and all of you are holding space for me right now too. Deeply grateful for all of it and all of you for having the courage to show up for yourselves. And with that, we love you. Mm. Closing thoughts for me is uh, if you are hurting in this moment, make a different choice. 
reach for different tools than you may have in the past. It's okay to feel the pain. Acknowledge it. Speak to it. Love the pain the way you love your joy. And your pain will begin to dissolve, evaporate. I love you guys. You're beautiful. Thank you for showing up tonight. Viewers, if you heard something that resonated with you, please share it out in your community if you're watching us on live streaming. Do some self-care this weekend. Ask that little boy, ask that little girl within, what do you need from me? And then show up and grow up for that child within. There's no more time to turn your back. Not here, not now, not today. Peace and blessings. We'll see you next week on Real Men, Real Talk Live.